You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. If the boat takes priority over rich in good deeds, generous, willing to share, investing in eternal riches, either money or time. If I spend more time in the boat than I do in the Word, which by the way, a few years ago, I did name the boat, rename the boat. I guess I named it the Word. True. So if you call the office and I'm not in and you get my secretary and she says, I'm sorry, he's in the Word. Where are you investing your time, energy, or resources? If God isn't your first response, then it's time to take a step back and evaluate your focus. As Pastor Danny will illustrate in today's message, the things of this world can easily draw us away from our one true love. God isn't against you having hobbies, cars, houses, vacations, or whatever it may be, but in some cases, it may be better to forego these things altogether if they're taking precedence to serving and walking with Him. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. Now as you think about it, if there's no struggle, if there's no struggle, you got big trouble. If there's no struggle in terms of an appetite, a physical appetite uh, that's outside of the will of God, uh, and and if there's no struggle in terms of me and that appetite, that's a problem. Because if I really have a relationship with the Father, there's a struggle between the the sin that still dwells in the members of this body and the pull of the world, the temptation of the world. If there's no struggle, you're in big trouble. You better call out to Jesus. I really mean that. Let me ask you this. Don't answer out loud. How often do you think about heaven? I've said it, I'll say it again, and I'm not boasting. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. It's just the reality in my life. I can't remember one time in all my Christian life since I became a Christian, I can't remember one day that I haven't thought about heaven. I think about heaven every single day. And it's natural to think about heaven when you have a relationship with heaven. You see, this is not my home. It really is not my home. And if you know Christ, it's really not your home. We are just passing through. Let me ask you one more. Just think about it. Would you be disappointed if Jesus came today? Now, see, just like the other, the other two services, I said, don't answer out loud, and you did. You can't help it on that one, though. But some people didn't answer out loud. Some people go, you know what? I don't think I want him to come today. Some of us, because of the pull of the world we've given into, okay? But some of us just naturally, and it's just a human thing, you're thinking, well, I'm not married and I want to get married first. For those of us who are married, let us assure you, you, you won't spend eternity going, ah, I wish I could have got married. We'd be looking at you in heaven and eternity and going, you're so lucky. You got out of the thing. You didn't even have to deal with it. <laughs> Here's a practical thing from the text that, that was good for me. It was good for me. I'm going to pass it on to you. It was a good, fresh examination of my own life. My own life. And, and here it is. How do I balance the blessings that God has for me in this life and still heed and obey the text, don't love the world or anything in the world? How do I balance that? It's a practical challenge. 
Now, let me throw this one out. Listen to it carefully. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. That means God blesses in this life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Leave wherever you are now and go to 1 Timothy just for a minute. 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6. When you find the chapter, go down near the end of verse 17 and listen to the practical uh, exhortation here. It's actually a command. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us. Here's the phrase I want you to catch. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Then you read verse 8. Command them to do good to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up for themselves, treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. A few more uh, practical questions. Am I rich in good deeds? It was a good self-examination for me. Why? Because I'm a blessed man. I'm talking about materially. I'm not rich, but listen, all of us as Americans, if, if we're Americans, we live in America... Listen, you know how good we have it compared to most of the rest of the world? My goodness. I live in a nice house. It's not a luxurious house, but it's a nice house. I bought a new car in 2011, and I counsel people don't buy a new car. So why did I buy a new car? We paid off the house, and I felt freedom and led of the Lord, and the wife agreed, and so I bought a new car. And I'll be driving this car till Jesus comes. It's the last car I'm going to buy. This is it. I can sleep in the car if I'm having trouble at home. Is that nice? I did actually one night. That's just the truth. I did. Thank God that's over with. But here's the question. Am I rich in good deeds? You know, how do I balance the blessings of God materially in this life? Well, I want to make sure I'm rich in good deeds. Do I, uh, am I willing to share? Am I generous? Do I invest in eternal riches? Matthew 6. Don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupt and thieves break through and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. What are my priorities? I have a boat. It's an older boat. Repowered it a few years ago. Wrong for me to have a boat? I hope not. God didn't tell me. It's in his fresh examination from this text. God didn't tell me to sell the boat. I'm very happy about that. Especially tomorrow. It's a stellar forecast, and I'm planning on going catching. Just to correct the newcomers, I don't like fishing. Some people say, Pastor likes fishing. I don't like fishing. I like catching. I mean, we're going to have something on within seconds, or we're gone. We're moving. I don't have the patience for that. But see, look, if the boat takes priority over rich in good deeds, generous, willing to share, investing in eternal riches, either money or time. If I spend more time in the boat than I do in the word, which, by the way, a few years ago, I did name the boat, rename the boat. I guess I named it the word. True. So if you call the office and I'm not in and you get my secretary and she says, I'm sorry, he's in the word. (laughs) I thought this year I'm going to add, I'm going to call it the word and prayer because of our emphasis, fresh emphasis on prayer. So now it's, I'm sorry, he's in the word and prayer. (laughs) Last summer I said, I want to be in the word more this year than ever before. (laughs) Now you're laughing because I, you know, but I did name it the word. That is true. But if I spend more time in the boat, if it becomes the priority, okay, some of us have extra houses. I don't, but if you have an extra house, is there anything wrong with that? Not as long as your priorities are right. 
See, some people get the extra house and they spend time away in the house with the family and family's important, but don't forget the family of God. Okay? Some people won't get involved in the kingdom of God, the local church, because they're too busy enjoying the things God's blessed them with in this life. Are you with me? What are my life goals? Do they involve the kingdom of God? Or is just my mindset in this life, things in this life? Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12. Man, this ought to be sobering. Luke chapter 12, he tells him this parable beginning in verse 16. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I'll store all my grain and my goods. And then I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Retire early. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how to be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. That's the challenge. Now, let me just pause for a minute and say, look, the challenge with the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and, and the pride of this life and the glories of this life. Here's the challenge. Daniel Henderson. Uh, Reg, you remember Daniel Daniel said something. He's been here to preach a couple, few times, and uh, he said something that's like a nugget that I can't forget now, and I'm glad I can't forget it. And I don't know if he got it from somebody else. It doesn't matter. But he said, the great challenge of the Christian life, it is, it, it is so daily. It is so daily. That is the challenge. We have to be vigilant every day. I, I wish God would give us a day off from temptation. Don't you? I mean, give me a day off. But there is no day off. That's called heaven. There's no day off. Be vigilant every day. I started thinking about this, and I typed in some people from the Bible, and, and I thought about the situation they were in when they fell to the pull of this world. You think about our great-grandparents, Adam and Eve. Think about it. When they gave in to the tempter, to the devil, they were in paradise. They're in paradise. What a place to fall. You already got everything. You're in paradise. Nadab and Abihu, what position they had as sons of the great high priest Aaron, and yet they fell. Joshua in Jericho, when he saw uh, the, the money and the, the beautiful robe from Babylonia, and he coveted them, and he lusted with his eyes, and he took them. But think about it. A whole generation of Israelites had been longing to be where he is. Where is he? He's in the promised land. He's in the promised land, and in the promised land, he falls. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in 1 John next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the gospel of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray also for us. We want to continue following God's plan for this program, no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the living word? 
This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible so as not to distract from God's truth. That does incur some costs, however. So if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thanks for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. Thanks for being a part of our time here today on The Living Word.